Hello. Sorry, let me start over. Hello, and welcome to Vintage Lesbians, a personal journey of friendship and queer history where we try to set the record a little less straight. My name is Allison, and I am one of your hosts. And I'm Shan, your other host. And this is Vintage Lesbians. Before we begin, I want to add a trigger warning of transphobia in the way that the 1700s didn't have a nuanced grasp of gender politics. They didn't? I know, it's shocking. Huh. It's blowing the lid right off of this Everyone's thing. supposed to know this stuff from birth. Mm-hmm. That's why we get mad at people for not knowing, because they're being deliberately wrong. Yep. And that's the tea. How you doing today, Shan? I'm tired. I want to go back to bed. Okay. But well, also, I'm off work, and I have a lot to do today, because I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so, like, I really shouldn't be complaining. <laughs> well, I think that learning about this person is going to knock the tiredness right out of you, because she was an amazing human person. Is it going to... Just one more time, right in the mic. Please cut all that out. Is it going to hit me right in the face? Yeah. Right in the face with awesomeness. Ooh. How am I, you ask? Also tired. Didn't ask, but I'm wondering. <laughs> Doing well. I'm homesick from work. I don't know if you could tell it in my voice. Oh, but don't I tell the internet you're homesick from work, then work will know that you do things when you're homesick. <laughs> you can't do anything when you're homesick. You have and to lay in to bed work. and just go, uh, because you're too sick to go to work. You're too sick to do anything. I'm not being truthful. I don't believe that. You can do whatever you want, even if you're sick or not. Thank you. You're an adult. Yeah, after this, I might take a bath and then take a, a dank nap. But before that, have you heard of the Chevalier de Eon? I have not. Chevalier de Eon. As we've discussed, I am great at pronouncing French words. You're wonderful at pronouncing French words. I'm can, so glad that you've picked this person. Can I'm I tell you a secret? Thrilled. Shan? Can I tell you a secret? Is it really a secret? I don't actually know how to speak French. Oh my god. So I'm going to be toning down my amazing pronunciation just because I feel like it would distract from yeah, the story. Yeah. Because it's so good. Because people would be wondering, oh my gosh, how does she know how to say all these words? She doesn't even speak a lick of French. Mm-hmm. That's what people will think. I'm so excited to hear you butcher all these words, how dude. How dare you? <laughs> Chevalier d'Eon was born on October 5th, 1728 in the Burgundy region of France. Mm. Um, I'm going to be using she, her pronouns this entire time. Uh, she was a trans woman in the 1700s. A lot of the research uses he, him pronouns before his transition, she, her, after, etc. But also a lot of them just use he, him the entire time. So I'm going to use she, her. going to balance it out a little bit. That's pretty rude of those publications to do that. Yeah. Well, at the end of this, spoiler alert, I have a little section called Historians are Terrible. I'm very excited about that. Because <laughs> they are. And they are. Is the thing that I've been learning. Not very respectful of people pretty, who aren't cis white men. Pretty phobic of a lot of people. Another thing you know about me is that I love names, right? I do know this. I try to collect names for you whenever I do research, and it always pays off because you give me a joyous smile. The sh- yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm about to say a really good name. Okay. His given name was Charles John Vieux. <laughs> Let me start over. His given said name. Charles. It is still Charles, even Charles. in French. I, I wrote a phonetic thing. Charles. Oh, okay. His name was Charles Genevieve Louis Auguste André Timothy Dion de Beaumont. Boom. One name. That was his first name. Well, that the was first, his first name? The first six were his first name, and then Dion de Beaumont. Charles Genevieve Louis Auguste André Timothy Dion de Beaumont. Oh, oh, it feels good. Shan has leaned over to check my notes. It's a good name. I wanted to see it written down. Charles Genevieve. Still Charles. Charles Genevieve Louis August <laughs> Andre Timothy Dayon de Beaumont. Is that what you want? Is that what you want, Shan? A little bit. Okay. 
Well, let's continue to the next point, which is not her name. <laughs> um, she was born into a minor aristocratic family and was assigned male at birth. Is that where she gets Chevalier from? Yes. So eventually she's going to be named Chevalier, which is the word for sir. Sure is. Yes. We'll get there. Her childhood was described as largely uneventful. She completed her studies in Paris, and she was able to use her familial connections to get a position in civil service. She was very good at her job, and she steadily climbed the ranks until she became the secretary to the French ambassador to Russia in 1756 when she was 28 years old. That's pretty impressive. Wow. But a political firehouse. But wait. She really was the secretary to the ambassador, but this was primarily a cover for her real job. Her real job had begun about a year before, although we aren't exactly sure when because there aren't any records of it. Oh my Dayon god, Allison. Oh my god, Allison. Was a spy. Oh my god, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't just any spy. She was part of an organization called Le Secret du Roi or The King's Secret. The Secret was a network of spies and diplomatic agents that were established by Louis the 15th of France. It was so secret that most of Even the... Louis didn't know. Louis knew. Oh. It was his it was his baby. But most I of the... was getting really excited about spy stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Most of the official French foreign ministry didn't know about it, and the secret actually acted against them sometimes. <gasps> it was like a secret secret. Listeners, you can't see us, but my hands are clasped to my face. I am so delighted. And I got a big ol' smile. <laughs> Throughout this week, I've been texting Shan things like, ooh, you're gonna enjoy this one. And guess what? This is what you I were correct. The secret was initially formed to put Louis's cousin on the Polish throne and turn the country into a French satellite. Spoiler alert, you know how Poland is in France? Yeah. It didn't quite oh. work. My secret trans spy buddy did it bad. <laughs> well, she did a lot of other really great things. You'll find that there are some other major political changes during that time. Dion's mission was to foster a good relationship with the Russian Empress Elizabeth and her court so that Elizabeth would support the installation of Louis' cousin on the Polish throne and also support France's interests in general. Dayon was hardworking, charming, and clever. Um, she did her best, but the mission ultimately failed because that's the year that France entered the Seven-Year War with Britain. Oh, that one, yeah. Yes, which we also know as the French and Indian War. We do know it that way, don't we? Mm -hmm. I'm not good at history. Also, I moved to Canada when I was 12, and I started learning a whole different part of history, which frustrates me. Why didn't I learn about more history? I learned that the Seven Year War and the French and Indian War were the same. I, uh, also, I learned that today just <laughs> yeah. now is the thing. Um, today just now. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're learning. I love to learn with you. Yay. Up to this point, it seems like Dion had been living entirely as a man. But by some accounts, her time in the court of Empress Elizabeth may have been her first exposure to cross-dressing. Uh, the Empress often hosted famous metamorphoses balls in which every attendant was expected to wear a dress. Okay, she, I love that. Yes. She loved clothes. She owned over 15,000 dresses. This is the Empress Elizabeth. That's and a lot of fucking dresses. She changed her outfits multiple times throughout the day. But she also really loved her own figure and loved the way that men's attire showed her legs. So she worth a lot of suits a lot of the time. Okay. Quite a few sources also say that Dayon was able to initially get close to the Empress by disguising herself as a woman named Leah de Montmont and going on to serve as her French tutor. This was in Dayon's memoirs, but there aren't actually any historical evidence of this. Huh. One source did say that she took the name Leah, Leah in her later years as well. So it might have been fabricated for the memoirs. It might have yeah. been real. Either way, it's a fun might've story. Might have been like... This was what I was planning to do. Yes. But then I didn't. Or maybe I did it, but I wasn't her French tutor. 
I was just in the running. This isn't some movie made several hundred years in the future where someone can just, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, walk into a castle, be mistaken for a tutor, and say, yes, I am the tutor. And can, I'm talking about Christmas Prince. That Could sounds like tell? a good movie. We should watch it. <laughs> Not right now. It is April. Shan's girlfriend has never seen a Christmas Prince. And in eight months, we're going to change that. Very excited about it. One month into dating me, uh, they were subjected to Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special because I watch it every year on Valentine's Day, You're regardless a- of who's around me. Great job. Thank you. So about six and a half years after the Seven Year War began, France was losing and Louis XV called for peace talks. We're talking about France. Don't you mean surrender talks? <laughs> Is that kind of edgy South Park humor that I love? <laughs> they do historically surrender a lot. That's fair. But also, I don't know. I feel like I'm questioning everything I learned in American history classes. You know what? That's also fair because <laughs> you know what we're learning through this podcast is they didn't tell us fucking shit mm-hmm. about shit. So I'd, I would be interested if you have any France listeners, um, <clears throat> let us know what you learned in school because I... France listeners? French. If we have any French listeners. Yeah, that's the one. It's an early morning record. I know. <laughs> we're killing it. It is 10. <laughs> well, we started earlier. We had to do some exercises to get our energy up. Dayon had been serving in the French army during the war and was appointed to be the secretary to the French ambassador who was in charge of negotiating peace with Britain. At this time is when she received the Order of St. Louis, which was a huge honor considering that she was only 35. Yeah. And after that, she was allowed to start calling herself Chevalier, the equivalent of Sir. Um, There's also a feminine equivalent of Chevalier that I don't know French well enough to figure out the differences. There's Chevalier with an E. And Chevalier with an R. Chevalier. Chevalier? Chevalier. Chevalier. Chevalier, friends. I've learned something today. After the peace treaty was signed, France was in a bad shape. It had lost all of its colonies in North America. It was saddled with enormous debts, and it was desperate for revenge. So King Louis regrouped the secret with a new purpose. To invade Britain. (gasps) Spoiler alert, they didn't do that either, really. I Yeah, I was... Thinking, I feel like I would have heard about France invading Britain. You know how England is France now? England's France now? Yeah. They're not, though. They aren't. No, they didn't do a great job. Dayon was named as the minister to the British court with the status of ambassador. Her secret mission was to survey the English coast and find the best place to invade. And she was also to cultivate members of Britain's opposition party in Parliament. She had expensive tastes, which was fine when France was wealthy, but was a bigger deal when her salary was paid by a nation that was ostensibly broke. She was charming. She made many friends by lavishly giving people a huge amount of French wine and was reprimanded for doing so because she was spending too much money. Yeah, wine's expensive. Mm-hmm. She also wasn't really the ambassador. The- <laughs> okay, so she was also lying. <laughs> no, no, she she was a minister to the court. She wasn't the real ambassador. The real okay. ambassador was coming later. Oh, I see. So she was just the acting ambassador. Yes. So the real ambassador was the Comte de Gershi, who is best described as incompetent. <laughs> Um, he wasn't there when Dayon began her mission, but when he was to arrive, she would be demoted to secretary again. This whole situation was compounded by the fact that although the count was above Dayon in their ministerial positions, Dayon was secretly ranked higher than Gucci with her position in the secret. Yeah. Dayon was frustrated with this whole situation, understandably. As one would be. She wrote a series of increasingly angry letters to let her superiors know about it. And then six months into the job, she was fired for her <gasps> insolent behavior and commanded to come back home for chastising. <gasps> Dion didn't want to go back to France. What? A, she... <laughs> that would, like, okay, how did they think that was going to work? Dear Dion, 
you're fired. Come home so we can yell at you more. Like, <laughs> okay, I no. You mm-hmm. fired me. I'm going to just chill wherever the fuck I want now. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, she knew that she would probably be thrown into the Bastille or worse. People yeah. have disappeared for much less. Yeah. What they should have done, been like, hey, you're promoted. Come home. We're having a party in your honor. Psych, you're fired. <laughs> Bastille time. <laughs> they should have. Come on, France. Come on, France. These are hot, hot tips. These are the kind of things that got your heads chopped off in about 20 years. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, and usually in this case, England might extradite her to France. Mm-hmm. However, she knew that she could leverage her position as a member of the secret to protect herself. Louis XV ordered Dayan to be extradited, but the British foreign minister refused and said that she was free to stay in Britain as a private citizen. The French foreign ministry didn't give up and made several attempts to kidnap and arrest her. She warned them several times, stop doing that, I will tell everybody your secrets, but they kept doing that. Oh, man. So on March 1764, she published a scandalous book the first of several promised volumes of all of her diplomatic correspondence since becoming the minister. I I love this. Stop mm-hmm. sending me threatening letters. Stop trying to kidnap me. I will publish all the secrets I have. They do it again. And I feel like this book is just called I Told You I Would Do This. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This book catapulted Dayan to fame. She was before then a minor figure on the European political stage. Mm-hmm. But it turns out when the, you loudly and publicly reveal state secrets, you gain a certain level of notoriety. Oh, worm? Yeah. The British government and people loved her. And since she had made herself such a public figure, she was able to entrench herself deeply into the new British society, which worked out really well for her because then she was able to work out a deal with King Louis to exchange reports on British politics in exchange for 12,000 livres every year. That's equivalent to about 109,000 US dollars today. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's she was living a well even in Seattle. S- secret double spy, double agent. Secret double spy, secret double spy, mm-hmm. secret, 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 secret double spy. Throughout her life. Her a theme song. Did you like it? <laughs> it was great. Did you know she doesn't have like a movie made out of her or a television That's show or anything? Nuts. Which is nuts. She so does have an anime. we learn about. She has an anime? There's an anime after her. They changed it Fuck. so that her like the Chevalier was a boy and then his dead sister Leah started possessing him. Okay, well that's not about so that's her. Not that's not about, about her. ghosts and lies. Yes. But it's called transphobic sh- as fuck, to I be know, honest. Right? We should have a new anime. Where she's just a trans person? That would be rad. Yeah. Be great. Throughout her life, she was interested in feminism and gender theory. And so around this time, she started collecting books and she ended up with a very large and impressive collection. She lived like this until 1774 when Louis XV died and his son, Louis XVI, took the throne. Hmm. Uh, Louis XVI wanted to eliminate the secret. He didn't have, want to have two separate foreign policies, and he had no desire to invade Britain anymore, so there wasn't really any point to keeping them around. He sent a playwright, Pierre Beaumarchais, to negotiate Dion's return to France in 1775. You may remember him from such works as The Barber of Seville and The Marriage of Figaro. I do know these works. Mm-hmm. He also occasionally worked for the French government. Huh. They negotiated for months and eventually came to an arrangement, which was known as The Transaction. <laughs> Jeez. God, these people are pretentious. I love them the so secret, much. The secret. The transaction. Oh, there's we, are the on- we are the only secret society. We call ourselves the secret. You and I, this is the transaction. <laughs> I like how your French is a little Russian. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't know what French accents sounded like in the 1700s. Yeah. They sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, French listeners. I love you so much. And I know that I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> If I try to do full French, I go, I go Quebec. <laughs> <That's> like, <true. laughs> 
So as part of the transaction, Dayan would give up the rest of the papers and intelligence that she had gathered during her years with the secret, and she would return to France as soon as possible. In return, the king would pay off a lot of her debts, give her a yearly pension, and publicly recognize her as a woman. Her plan to, like, transition? Genius. Because in those days, you couldn't publicly come out as transgender. I don't know if you knew this. I did know this. So for the past five years or so, I went Australian there for a second. Did you hear that? You did a bit. For the past five years or so, more and more rumors started coming out that Dayon was secretly a woman. We don't know how those rumors started. She might have even started them herself. There's no way to know that. But it wouldn't surprise me one bit if she at least contributed to them along the way. She started them herself. Mm-hmm. The oh, rumors great. grew so much that by 1771, there was actually a betting pool in the London Stock Exchange about her gender. Oh, okay. So that's fucked up. Yeah. She refused to settle any bets because she felt an examination would be humiliating, which yeah, no is shit. fair because it super would be. Ultimately, she began to publicly say that she was a woman, and she created a narrative around herself that she was born female but was forced into a male role by her tyrannical father who wanted a son, which is actually kind of true if you yeah. think about it. Yeah, it is true. The French public was enamored by her story, and by the time she returned to France in 1777, everybody knew it. Wonderful. As a condition of the agreement, she was meant to return to France in a dress, but she insisted on coming back in her captain's uniform as a symbol of her political power. Hell yeah. She was eventually ordered to wear more women's clothing. Ugh. I will read the edict now. Okay. By order of the king, Charles Genevieve Louis-Auguste-André-Timothy Deon de Beaumont is commanded to leave off the dragoon's uniform which she is wearing and to dress according to her sex. I mainly read that this so is... that I could say her name. Yeah, that's fair, but it's also like fuck off fuck off this is gross let her wear whatever she wants it's just clothes though like that's the same reason Joan of Arc was put to death is because she wore men's clothing Mm -hmm. and wouldn't stop and it was illegal if you are forced into wearing women's clothes at the very least they connected her with Rose Burton the clothing director of Marie Antoinette and gave her a full wardrobe free of charge ooh um, and she's quoted as saying, Truthfully, mademoiselle, I do not yet know what I need. I only know that it is more difficult to equip a lady than a company of dragoons from head to foot. <laughs> not um, wrong. And she was allowed to continue wearing her insignia of the Order of St. Louis, even after she began well, that's, wearing women's clothes. that's good. On November 21st, 1777, the Mademoiselle de la Chevalier de Eon was formally presented at court in Versailles. Beautiful. She wore a glittering necklace white gloves and leapt up the stairs four at a time in a gown by (laughs) Marie Antoinette's own dressmaker. (laughs) Unfortunately, if not surprisingly, when Dayan began to embrace womanhood, she also began to experience sexism. Shocking. She went from being a respected political voice to being muted. France joined the American Revolution in 1778, and Dayan petitioned the government to let her begin wearing her uniform again. They responded by suggesting that she join a convent. Oh my god. Her new friends at court told her the only way that she would have any political influence would be to, by marrying an influential man. She cool, continued. Cool, cool, cool. I love yeah. this. This is great. Like, hey, I protected our country and did some cool shit for us and, like, did all your shit for so many years. Um, maybe you should listen to me. I'm still pretty smart. Join a convent, you fucking pussy. <laughs> She continued to petition the court to allow her to fight, and the government eventually threw her in jail because of it. She was released 19 days later with the promise that she would stop asking. She didn't stop asking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But every attempt she made to fight was squashed, and she was eventually exiled to retire to her family estates in the countryside. Rude. She lived there for several years and then moved back to Britain in 1785, and she lived there happily with the pension from the French court until 1789. 
Can you think of any major French historical events in 1789 that may have impacted her life? Allison. Allison, was it the French Revolution? It was. It was the same. Why are you looking at me like I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh no, did I stump Shannon? And then I, no! made, I made it really big. <laughs> I knew it before then. <laughs> I was just trying to like answer you in the appropriate tone of voice. I think <laughs> I nailed it. You did. You killed it. After the re- revolution, her pension stopped and she was broke. Yep. She sold her book collection, but it didn't cover all of her debts. It covered most of it, but it wouldn't cover everything. It's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. By 1791, Dion was in her 60s, and she began earning money by putting on fencing exhibitions. She was one of the most brilliant fencers of her age, regardless of gender, and her British admirers were delighted to see her fighting in her black skirts. Beautiful. She wasn't wealthy, but she still had some celebrity, and she publicly supported the revolution. In the 1790s, she offered to lead an army of women for the new French National Assembly. It didn't happen, but can you imagine? That? Okay, we need a movie about that one. Yeah. 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 Like, I know we keep saying we need movies about all these people, which we do. They all need movies. But I want a what-if movie about the woman's army of the French Revolution. (laughs) Amazing. If we have any listeners who create movies, you can have that. You can have that. Mm -hmm. That's for you. Yeah, maybe Um, you mention us in the credits. Yeah, maybe you're like, shout huge shouts out to my favorite podcast. Yes. Vintage Lesbians, for this idea, without you, I'd be nothing. Yes. Um, just if you want to support them, you can like go that. to patreon.com. Exactly, exactly. Slash Vintage exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tight, 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 tight. Cool, 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 cool. In 1796, Dayan was badly injured during a fencing tournament and was forced oh, no. to retire from that. She soon became more impoverished. She moved in with another elderly woman who became a very good friend of hers. Uh, Her name was Mrs. Cole. Dayan grew ill and became more of a shut-in, and she saw very few people in her last years. Mademoiselle Chevalier Dayan died on May 21st, 1810, when she was 81 years old. Mm. It wasn't until her friend Mrs. Cole went to dress her for her burial that it discovered that she was biologically born male. This begins my segment on cishet historians being infuriating. Mm, let's do it. No one seems to really respect her as a transgender woman. No. They no. just sort of think, like, there are so many people who are like, oh, she probably pretended to be a woman because she knew that if she came back as a heroine, she would be more lauded by yeah, society. Yeah, no, this was, this was just, this was just a, a, a trick so that she would get out of trouble. No. no. She's, like, okay, think of any cis man in your life. Do you really think that they would dress as a woman for any length of time to to stop themselves from being hurt or killed? No. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I truly don't think no, so. No, not at all. And I think that's part of why her initial plan was so genius, because being seen as a male and showing up as a woman um, would be killed. You would yeah, be you'd be terrible. Dead. But if you say that you were secretly forced to act as a man by your tyrannical father, they'd then be like, you have sympathy. oh, you sweet like, yeah. poor girl. You poor girl. You've you been were subjected so to the good. of a male life for so long. Mm-hmm. Now we must treat you with kindness and sympathy. It is, frankly, genius. Mm-hmm. She was, I don't know if you caught this, really smart. Super smart. Yeah, I did catch mm-hmm. that. In her lifetime, the feminist pioneer, Mary Wollstonecraft, heralded her as proof that women could outstrip men if given the opportunity. And then for a while in the 20th century, the idea of people being transgender was referred to aeonism. Deon is D apostrophe Ah, Aeon. okay. That's since fallen out of... Fallen uh, out of vogue. Yes. She's now viewed as a transgender heroine um, yeah, in today's yeah. society, and there are different societies named after her. And then, as I mentioned, there's also an anime about her life, kind of. 
an anime loosely based on her life if we ignore the fact that transgender people exist. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she was a Freemason, which I couldn't really find <laughs> any information about. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I just wanted to add, include that. Yeah, thank you. That's genuinely the funniest thing you've said this whole time. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is. She was a Freemason. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to end with a quote from her biographer, and I'm going to change all of the pronouns to she, her, because that's what even she her, wanted. Even her biographer? She was an asshole. Wow. <laughs> why are these people allowed to have input into the records of these people's lives? I don't know. It's ridiculous and not okay. But annoyed. He says, I think that... What makes Dayon so historically significant and such an important pioneer for today is not what she did, but to the extent to which she thought about it and gave ideas to it. In Dayon's philosophy, and to some extent the philosophy of the 18th century European society, gender is not essential, it is fluid. One can make a decision about where to land in a kind of continuum, not only of gender, but of morality as well. And then he says, This whole discussion we've been having the past six months about which bathrooms people should use and where we're going towards is that a person should use the bathroom they feel most comfortable with. Society shouldn't be making that decision for them. This is right out of the 1750s thinking. Is it right out of the 1750s thinking, though? I don't think I don't think that it is. I, I think that he's absolutely wrong. I think that France was a complete and utter binary. Mm-hmm. And this guy saying that, oh, gender just like was more fluid back then. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. No. This dude's just trying to save his own ass. Mm-hmm. So that's everything I have about the Mademoiselle Chevalier Charles Geneviève Louis Auguste André Timothy Dion de Beaumont. Beautiful. Any final thoughts? Any? I really enjoyed that. That was like a wild ride, start to finish. Yes. I can't believe I had never heard of her. Me too. I can't believe there's not a movie about her. Mm-hmm. She was a fucking spy. Yeah. We'll show some pictures, but this is a picture oh, of damn. her fencing. Oh, that's exciting. That was like the flyer that she would give out. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's her in later years. Oh, handsome woman. She got a medal on her chest. Black dress, white collar, red mm-hmm. metal. Thank you for listening. I wanted to thank our good friend Leslie for making our beautiful logo and for just generally being a good person. Shan, does Leslie have anything that she wants to plug this week? Leslie says, It is okay to be sad and frustrated. Your feelings are valid. Be angry. Cry. Come out stronger and more understanding because of it. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. The Leslie plug is my favorite part of this podcast. It's mine, too. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are everywhere at Vintage Les Pod. L-E-S-P-O-D. We also have a Patreon, and we would love if you would support it. It is at patreon.com forward slash VintageLesPod. L-E-S-P-O-D. You can also follow us on our personal um, Instagrams and Twitters. I am at Allison Humphreys. You figure out how to spell it. (laughs) So confrontational. And I'm at just underscore A underscore Shan underscore, because I like to make things complicated for you. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Good episode. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap now.